Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus, out of whose fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Because of my perspective as a child, I'm sure it seemed like more than it actually was. But I always remember there being a pretty huge pile of gifts under our Christmas tree each year when I was growing up. And the reason there were so many is not because we were so rich, we weren't. It wasn't because we were so spoiled as kids, at least I don't think that we were. No, the reason that there were so many is because there were pretty many of us. Two parents, five kids, two, three, maybe even four pets at any given time who also couldn't be forgotten at Christmas. On top of that, my mom was a little bit crafty when it came to wrapping those gifts. If there was anything that had more than one main component, she would, of course, wrap those all up separately so that there would be more for us to open. So when the time finally came for the opening, it seemed like there would be no end to it. One gift after another. As soon as one was open, the next was in somebody else's hand and was being opened. But of course, once it was all finished, it didn't seem like it had taken very long. And once you separated out all the various cat and dog toys, and when you assembled the various scattered components of the gifts that were wrapped separately, the end result for each child was pretty modest. Maybe three or four gifts, two of which you probably needed for school anyways. John describes a similar scene in our sermon text today as he talks about the generous gifts that come to us from our God. Only in this case, there really is no end to it. John says, out of his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, or gift upon gift. The coming of the Savior is like being handed one gift after another by our God. No sooner do we finish considering one, and the next one is already in our hand or already on our hearts. And so this morning, we're going to slow down for a few minutes and consider some of these gifts that come to us with the birth of the Savior. We can only consider a few. Because out of the fullness of God's grace to us in Jesus, these gifts keep coming for all eternity. First of all, there is the gift or the grace of God's promise. This was God's response to Adam and Eve's rebellion. This is really the theme of the entire Old Testament. God keeping alive in the hearts of his people. The promise that he made to our first parents to restore what they had ruined by their sin. The promise 
centered on that one great offspring of Eve who would come and crush Satan's head. Over the centuries, through the prophets that God sent, through the many worship rituals that he established for his people, through all kinds of mighty acts of deliverance that God carried out, he faithfully repeated and he vividly portrayed this saving promise for his people. And even though they often wandered from him, God was always faithful to them. Even though they would often forget, God never did. And it was through faith in this promised Savior that countless people were saved long before Jesus ever came. And it's the commitment that God demonstrated to this one great promise that fills us with perfect confidence that every single one of God's promises is going to be kept. Out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The grace of God's promise is followed by the grace of Jesus' coming. And it was at just the right time, God's time. When the time had fully come, Paul wrote, God sent his son. It was a time of relative peace in our world. A time when it was relatively easy to travel safely in this world. It was a time when a single language was known well by most people in this world, even if they grew up with a different native tongue. When God had established just the right conditions in this world to carry out His plan of salvation and to make sure that the message of that salvation could be and would be freely shared with all nations, that's when He acted. And Jesus came. And He came in just the way and in just the place that the prophets said He would. So that those who had been listening to God's Word would be able to identify Him when He arrived. Born in Bethlehem. Born of a virgin. Raised up from among His own brother Israelites. A star marking the place. Gentiles coming to worship the newborn King. Growing up in Nazareth. With no beauty or majesty to attract us to Him. Jesus' coming was just exactly as God had said it would be. What a gift. Out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The grace of Jesus' coming is followed by the grace of His saving work. He came as our substitute born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law. Jesus' perfect life of obedience was offered in our place. And through faith in Him, it's credited to our account. And since we, the children, have flesh and blood, He too shared in our humanity so that by His death, He might conquer the one who held the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus 
innocent life was offered as a payment for our sins. And again, through faith in Him, that payment gets credited to our account. In order to carry out His rescue of mankind, God Himself became one of us. In order to give us the righteousness that He demands as a perfectly free gift, out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The grace of His saving work is followed by the grace of His coming in word and sacrament. What Jesus did for the entire world, He delivers to each of us one at a time through that powerful gospel in the waters of baptism or through the simple preaching or reading of His Word, God claims us as His own and He works saving faith in our hearts. Together with the bread and wine and the sacrament, Jesus gives us His true body and blood, the very price He paid in order to win our redemption. It's through these simple means that Jesus sends His Spirit to deliver to us His gift of grace and to maintain it in our hearts throughout our lifetime. See, it was too precious for Him to take any chances with. He wouldn't leave the deciding of it up to us, since by nature we never would or never could make such a choice. No, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. He came to us, to each one of us, not to force us, but to overwhelm us with His grace and love, to bring us and to keep us as members of His family forever. Out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The grace of His coming in word and sacrament is followed by the grace of our new life as His people. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's how the Apostle Paul puts it. We stand every day in His grace, freely and fully forgiven for each and every sin, past, present, future. And so no fear, no guilt, no condemnation. We live under His gentle rule as He guides us with His Word and He moves us with His love. We live under His almighty rule as He controls all things in this universe to further His goal of bringing each one of us home to eternal life with Him. In our new lives as His people, He's with us always. He works all things for our good. He provides all that we need for body and life. He even hears and answers our prayers. King David says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What a gift. Out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The grace of our new life as His people will be followed by the grace of our eternal life with Him. This is that one gift that all of us here today are still waiting for. But it's the one that so many of our loved ones are already enjoying.
We can't know it completely. Not yet. But in His Word, God has told us so much about what to expect. He says in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. What we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when He appears, we will be like Him. For we shall see Him as He is. Never again will we hunger. Never again will we thirst. The sun will not beat upon us, nor any scorching heat, and I suppose no bitter cold either. Because the Lamb at the center of the throne will be our shepherd. He will lead us to springs of living water, and God Himself will wipe every tear from our eyes. The psalm writer says that we will enjoy eternal pleasures at His right hand. And so as His people, we love to pray, Come Lord Jesus. Out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. As I said this morning, we'd only be able to consider a few of these gifts. There are so many more. The grace of worshiping our Savior day after day. The grace of generously supporting the gospel ministry. The grace of growing in our knowledge of God's Son. The grace of sharing the good news with everyone we meet. The grace of letting our light shine in all that we do and with whom all we meet. You're never going to finish unwrapping and enjoying all of these gifts. They all come from the fullness of God's grace. They all come from Jesus Himself who came from the Father full of grace and truth. No one can match the generous grace of our God. There really is no end to it. For us as His people, it's gift after gift and grace upon grace for all eternity. Merry Christmas. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs>